or not. All right, we're live. Oh, we're live. All right. Yep, that's it. That's all there is to it. So. It's not Saturday night either. Yeah, it's not Saturday <laughs> night. Oh, it, 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 what, what is it? Wednesday night? Ooh, good question. It's Wednesday yes. Night. Wednesday. It's Wednesday night. <laughs> all right. Well, hi, I'm Renee Bohr, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Tommy, Tommy O'Donnell. Yeah. Tommy O'Donnell. So three days into our ride, how many miles have we done? We Oh, so we'll have to do some quick math. 61, 66, and 60. 64, 65, something 65 like that. 65 today? Yeah. yeah, so do the so, math on that, Mark. How many miles is that? <laughs> 192. 192. 190 thereabouts. Yeah, 192, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Yeah. So we, uh, we've seen uh, quite a bit of western Minnesota. So the corn is growing out there. You know, it's, a, it's the agricultural <laughs> breadbasket of, yeah. uh, of the country. It's just amazing. A lot of people out in the fields. <laughs> we saw a lot of them. And we, we learned a little history, too. Yeah, we did. About Fort, um, Fort Ridgely. Fort Ridgely. That was the yesterday's stop. Um, and uh, apparently there was a, a, a small battle there between the military what was the what was the it was the the dakota sioux dakota sioux and the what was the it was just the u.s military yes. i guess right and this and was in 1862 so think about that that would have been the okay. second year of the civil war mm -hmm. right right so a little bit of a history lesson there it didn't go well for the uh, for the union or for the soldiers that's for sure right right exactly so how's the how's the weather there on the on the ride <laughs> hot no. <laughs> yes, very hot. Hot and humid. It's been in the 90s. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And Tommy took the worst of it yesterday. So uh, Tommy rode about 20 miles of, of dirt and gravel. Oh. Oh. We wanted to get him off the highway. We thought dirt is better than death. What do you think? <laughs> dirt or death? So, would you rather have? So, you had, to, so you, had to hose, you had to hose him off when you were done, right? We did. Yeah. We had to hose him off. And then... Uh, Today I had the better of it. It was it was much cooler today. We started earlier. We got done by noon, so yeah, it was good. Weather. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, it's uh, I'm I'm here in Bethesda, Maryland, right now, and it's uh, it's actually storm just came through, so a little rain, but it, it was 95 and really humid here. So, uh, you know the hey, tis the season, right? It's summer, so that's right. What it is. Yeah, and it's funny though, we sit and complain about heat and humidity, but here in many in Minnesota in the wintertime, <laughs> you start thinking a little heat and humidity would probably be good right about now. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We'll get our fair share of cold temperatures and snow here. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, you just want to, you know, start off by letting you know that you know, we've gotten some great questions from the students at North Lawndale mm -hmm. College Prep, and you got to you know, get, get some insights from you on that. But we mm -hmm. just want to start by just asking some, some questions about you, because I know you've got an interesting background, and Tommy shared most of it with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this is we your have plenty of time to we've talk had, on this. We've right? had a year and a half, a year and a half. I, I, I know all sorts of things. But, you know, you're a fascinating guy. Just give us a brief, you know, history of... You and your family, and mm -hmm. you've got a great story to tell. So, well, hey, uh, so we'll start off with I, mean, I was born into a circus family, right? So, um, my father and my mother, my grandparents were all in the Ringling Brothers and Barnabelli Circus. 
And uh, so, but before that, my great-grandparents owned a circus in Australia. And so my grandmother, being one of 10 children, was part of it, part of the act, part of the circus. Uh-huh. Uh, so when they came, they came here to the U.S., probably in 1920s or something like that. And so and my dad was born in 32, I believe. And uh, so, but he, you know, t- quickly gained the skill of juggling and wire walking. And so his claim to fame was walk, juggling on the wire. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's a lots of focus. This is all about so, so I wore this shirt today. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the focus. shirt today of a wire walker and it says focus. <laughs> and so that's really important when you're when you're juggling on the wire or even walking the wire. Yeah. Begin with, so. yeah. But anyway, it's it's a good it's a good lesson to be learned. And uh so uh, to focus on the end and keep the end in mind type of thing. So that's that's the important part of kind of walking away. But anyway, but he, you know, as as we grew up, uh, he got out of, you know, the big top. We got into, they got into the Coliseums and, you know, uh, this, uh, Madison Square Garden, things like that. But my dad wanted to uh, go on his own, so he did. And so he did some other shows, variety shows back in the day. And so um, it, it causes, I was born in Allentown, Pennsylvania, but then we moved to right outside of Los Angeles. Mm. And so right outside of LA, and I grew up there uh, probably, it, well, till my teens. And then I, and we moved back to Allentown. So that's where I grew up. But, so a little bit of a, a, a kind of bouncing around different, different places to live. And so it was a little bit not that structured in a sense, but I went into the military and that kind of straightened me out a little bit, but I uh, learned some responsibilities, which was really important, yeah. you know, to be responsible. And so I, it's funny because I was thinking about leadership and I was thinking about this topic and, you know, it's like I, I didn't really set out to be a leader, but it was like when people started selecting you to be a leader, it's like they seen qualities in me that I didn't see myself. Mm. And so, you know what I mean? So I, I, gravitated towards that but one of the things until about 25 years old i i got to the point where i started to really have an interest in reading because and in one of the books that i read it was said that 85 percent of my success was going to be on how well i deal with people right so 85 percent, and then the 15 percent was pretty much your technical knowledge, your ability, you know, the skill that you have in your career. Yeah. But that 85% is how well you deal with people. And so I thought, hey, why don't I focus on that? <laughs> right? So. <laughs> yeah. The math works out. Yeah, it works out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, so that's, so the, the, the so I was born, I was born out of town, lived in LA, moved back downtown, joined the Air Force, and then lived all over the place. And Tommy, could tell you that I we probably moved about 45 times and yeah. uh, so uh, <clears throat> anyway I, I joined it so I I joined an engineering company and I became a uh, uh, project engineer for a company and I worked on various projects uh, as as uh, one I started also a laborer in in the um, so as a metal finish guy as a welder and then grew up into accounting because I went to school for accounting and so grew up in that in that area and then became a project engineer to build a new facility 
And from there, I really gained the knowledge of how to work with people at all levels. And that was so important to me, to be able to work with people at all the different levels. So I think my experience that I had growing up helped me to do that because I did actually work at the different levels. Yeah. Sure. So that's that's pretty much... Um, and so I was just thinking about the... Um, the career highlights was, it was interesting to me because when I was uh, um, work, I was about 30 years old, probably like that, you know, I was selected to be a project engineer for a new facility and I got to fly on the corporate jet, which I was thinking, wow, that's amazing. So I never expected that, but I felt like, you know, in my life, it's like if I can focus on doing a good job of what I was assigned to do, and I did that to the best of my ability, then people will recognize that, right? Yeah. So I gave it everything I can, and people will recognize that and then be rewarded for those uh, efforts that I put into it. Yeah. And so I was, which was amazing to me. And uh, so, mm -hmm. but I did have a vision. I did have a vision for my future, referencing the fact that I didn't want to be a spot welder or welder my whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I knew I wanted more. And I had that vision of doing more and being in corporate leadership. And it happened within a very short period of time that I was in that position. So mm -hmm. anyway, so career highlights, that would probably be one of them that that happened to me. There's a lot more, but I'll just keep it short. <laughs> and then um, so we think about educational experiences. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I did go to school, I did go to college, did all that. But from an educational experience standpoint, I think for me was the books that I've read. You know, I've, at 25 years old, I started to read and read and read. I just couldn't get enough. And I remember reading a small little booklet called uh, Life is Tremendous, Charlie Jones. Mm -hmm. I remember reading that and it says, readers make leaders and I thought that's me I want to be a leader but I loved and I love to read so it's a perfect match so I started to read more and more and more Dale Carnegie book how to win friends influence people yeah. you know yeah. uh, Frank Becker on how I raised myself from failure to success there's so many Napoleon Hill think and grow rich yeah. so all those books you know that, that people have read you know I've read and it actually helped me to get from where I was to where I actually wanted to be, yeah. which is yeah. easy. Yeah. And of course, uh, and now I continue my educational experience by continuing to read. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now I am a success principal trainer train, uh, for Jack Canfield. So uh, it's on, so Jack Canfield written a book called Success Principles. And uh, he's the uh, he's one of the co-authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Okay, sure. So he has a training program that I went through, and I am now a trainer for that program. And I train uh, and I conduct workshops. Yeah. And what's really uh, for me is I conduct workshops at different places. Like one place I conduct workshops is in the prison. So I teach I teach inmates who are going to be getting out of prison within a two-year period of time, I teach them success principles. Yeah. And those are really valuable tools that, you know, that I've learned that I love to teach. 
to yeah. others. Yeah. So I do that. So I, I do that. In a show, what would those success principles be if you had to say like top three or four? Well, the top the top one is take one hundred percent responsibility for your life and the results of your life, right? Yep. It's like give up all blaming, complaining, excuse making, defending, justifying. Just like if it's meant to be, it's up to me. That's it. You know? Yep. And then decide what you want. Yep. Really decide what you want. And a lot of people, when I talked about what do you want in your life? And they're like, hmm, I never thought about that. Yep. Right? So, so in, in doing that, discovering what you really want, deciding what you want to do, what you want to be, what you want to have. It's a really important step in the process to get you to think about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then from there to, to plan, uh, to plan your vision for the future. What is it that you want? We look at seven different areas of your life. You know, we talk about relationships, financial, uh, fun and recreation, you know, uh, charitable contributions and all those things that uh, are really important. Yeah. to have a, a balanced life because you can have a lot of money be very successful but not be happy yeah right oh yeah and that for sure yeah happens to a lot of people yeah very very good what's the most valuable lesson that you've learned in life and how old are you now about 120 i think something <laughs> like that that's what tommy was saying I'm well, my birthday, my birthday, so. my birthday is August twenty fourth, and I'll be one hundred and. It's all right to beef it up a little bit. I was at a, a sign today along along the highway, and I I told Tommy my goal in life is to live to be one hundred and twenty six. Yeah. So as I'm motoring along, I happen to notice the mileage signs going by. One twenty six. Tommy, get ready to stop at mile marker 126. We have to get a photo. That's right. Yeah, we actually. <laughs> so we have your grandson in the photo. Yeah. And we'll have to post that. Yeah. That's good. Nice That's little good. reminder. Yeah. I'm actually going to be 62 August 24th. You spring chicken. <laughs> so That's you got good. a long way to That's go. Good. I mean, come on. Right. So, you know, I think the most, when I think about the most valuable lessons I've learned, you know, is I will, I will tell you, I, when I read, when I, when I, if, if you want to gather honey, don't kick over the beehive. That's the, that's the title of Dale, the first chapter in Dale Carnegie's book. If you want to gather honey, don't kick over the beehive. You know, no criticizing, no condemning, no complaining about other people. Because I tell you what, when you do that, it creates resentment and it really hinders your relationships with other people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a really valuable lesson. I mean, there's a whole lot more, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. No, that's 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 great. I'm always looking for notable quotes. <laughs> so that's, you don't mind if I tell everybody I thought of this one. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. So here's here's a question that we've asked everyone, and uh, I asked this of, of Tommy the other day. Uh, who's been the, the biggest influence on your life? Who's made the biggest yeah. So uh, well, there's a lot of people, but but I would say if, there, if I had to choose one that rises to the top, it's my mother. So it's hard, to, <laughs> and it's funny. As soon as I say my mother, I get emotional. But uh, yeah, my mom because she's probably talk about resilience and talk about all those things. She's pers perseverance and and uh, for she, I always call her my silent teacher. You know uh, because. 
she, I looked at the way she responded to things that were happening in her life. And she had so much of a forgiving spirit. Um, she was a giver and, a, and she loved people and she would love to have fun. But most importantly, she was a forgiving spirit. And uh, she just knew how to look beyond, you know, the current situation. Mm-hmm. to what yeah. what what she really wanted it to be yeah. Yeah. and uh so i had so many good lessons learned from her i actually started to write about it you know i had i woke up one morning about 3 a.m and it was like i was having a conversation with my mother yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know but you know it was like just just meditating and writing and uh just thinking about all the things that that she had gone through in her life and how she taught me so much yeah. So yes. Yeah. So she would be my number one teacher. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's great. That's great. So do we want to tee up some questions. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, you want to start with we'll we'll start with your uh, with the third question, right? The the one about open mindedness, right? Um, from Mackenzie. So uh, and then and then we'll go back and ask you a couple. Uh, just your thoughts on the, the previous two questions about resiliency and and setting expectations. Yeah. So okay. so the question from uh, from Mackenzie. Uh, let me see if I can. Incidentally, uh, while 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 Tommy's doing that, there we go. You mentioned your mom. One of the most precious things that I have is my mom passed away from ALS and. Toward the end, she when she was still able to talk, she recorded about three hours of audio tapes. Oh wow! <laughs> and so yeah. I, I have those on, you know, which I've now put on, uh, you know, digitized and put on my uh, my smartphone. So it's kind of fun as I'm driving in the car every once in a while. So, wow, yeah, that's gonna, that's really I'm cool. Pop in that and listen to listen to mom. <laughs> that's fantastic. that's fantastic. Awesome. Yes. That's great. So Mackenzie's question. All right. Yeah. So how do you stay open-minded in situations that make you uncomfortable or that you are not used to? Oh, Mm. sorry. That is from Michaela McGee. Michaela. Sorry, not Mackenzie. That's another question. Well, Michaela, thank you for that question. uh, And from uh, she's a student from North Lawndale College Prep. That's great. That's fantastic. Well, Michaela, thank you for that question. So, hmm. You know, over the years, uh, I've learned dealing with a lot of different people, uh, whether it be with uh, homeless people on the streets, uh, whether it be with people in the prisons, uh, people in the corporate environment, uh, people that, you know, that work for me, people that I work for. And, you know, and I always... You know, it's almost like this. I, you know, sometimes you think that you know the truth. You know the truth, and you think, uh, you know, everybody else doesn't really know the truth. But I, I quickly realized that, you know what? It's like I don't have the corner on truth. It's like, so what I've done over the years has been, in a sense of being open-minded, is be a good listener. 
So I like to listen to people talk because I really want to understand what they believe, why they believe that. And, you know, so that really helps me to get to know people a little bit better. Getting to know people is so important because that way you can you can understand where they're coming from. You understand their, you know, what they believe, why they believe it, or you know, why they do what they do. So in that sense, you're open-minded. So I'm not judging them for anything that they do because, you know, I mean, we all have faults, right? No one's perfect in a sense, but, you know, so we all have to be uh, open to hearing other people and not judging, you know? So like, uh, that's, that's one of the key factors is don't prejudge people, you know, because you have no idea what they've gone through in their life, you know, at all. I, you know, it's like when I when I when I used to meet people on the streets. Um, I remember in Manhattan. I don't know if Tommy remembers this, but I remember yeah. we were in a Port Authority in Manhattan, and um, there was this woman laying down on in, in, in the lobby area there, well, in, in, in the corridor. And I remember asking her, uh, you know, just talking to her a little bit, her name, you know, and all this, but how she, so you know. I'm not judging how she got where she is, but I wanted to hear her story. And once I heard her story, I was heartbroken because I felt like, you know, you know, I always say, therefore, by the grace of God, go I, in a sense, you know, it's like things could happen to people that, that they didn't want to happen to them and it happened to them. But so now there's, you know, although they struggle to get to the point where they can, you know, function properly in, in, in their own mind. But, you know, so it's like I'm not judging them for anything. So I'm open to hearing other stories to find out why they do what they do. And uh, and it's, it's really important, especially as a, a leader, right? So I've had employees, and my employees, you know, I like to talk. I like to get to know them because it's important for me to get to know people. That way I can figure out, you know, what it is that they, what do they love to do? What do they like to do? You know, stuff like that. So open. And so I've had a situation where, you know, I've had employees where, you know, understanding their home life and their circumstances, I don't really try to dig too deep, but I'm open to hearing, hearing what they have to say because people like to share with that. And so when I know situations like that, then I can help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so being uncomfortable uh, for me, it's like I've learned because of my my upbringing and where I came from in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad ended up uh, a pri- uh, in prison as an inmate at the Arizona State Prison, and so you know, my dad was in and out of prison, and uh, I, you know, I've learned from that. <laughs> And then, actually, it's it's interesting though that I'm actually teaching at the same prison my dad was an inmate at. Really? Wow. And uh, so I remember standing up there when I was talking to the inmates. They stopped me in the middle of my session and they said, "You have a story to tell, and we want to hear it." And so when I told them my story, they're like, "That's why there's a connection, right?" Yeah. Because my heart, my heart is for the people who can 
take a situation you're living in, maybe, maybe looking at like an underdog type of situation, but rising above that, rising above it, yeah. you know, and putting your past in the past yeah. and just having a focus for the future and all this stuff. So I guess for me, it's like I'm open-minded because, you know, where once I thought that I, this is the truth, I know the truth, and if you don't believe what I believe, then you don't believe, you know, then you're not heading in the right direction. But I've come to realize that everybody describes it in a different way. Everybody believes things in a different way. And it's like, when at the end of the day, when you the more you talk to people, you realize that we're pretty much on the same path. You know what I mean? We pretty much are all believing the same thing. And, and you know, in a sense, we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, life and, and all yeah. that stuff, but um, I mean, so happy. that's <laughs> yeah. 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 so you know, it's like so uh, being in those situations where you know, I think under trying to get to know people and understand people, being a good listener is yeah. is important. Yeah, it's really important. It's yeah. showing, you know, so and showing them showing a, a really a genuine appreciation for them. Yeah, yeah. So you've had all these successes in life, and you found a way to really give back. Yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah, I think, sure. uh, you know, truly uh, being a leader. Being a leader. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't you know, know if you ever... I think that's what makes America great. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a slogan, by the way. Giving <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, back. I mean, servant servant leadership, you know, is, is so important. You know, uh, so one of the things that we talk about in the, in, in our, our success principle workshops is when you come from perspective of of servant leadership of service yeah. it strengthens you it strengthens you yeah. when you yeah. come from a, 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 a an area of like it's just all about me then it weakens you yeah. you know what i mean so that's so important yeah, yeah. so real quick we have uh so the the past two days of questions too, yeah. right? So if you want to talk a little bit about resiliency, okay. Um, obviously you you have a lot of those uh, those stories about being resilient, um, and then right after that about setting expectations for people that work for you. Yeah, so, so resiliency. I mean, obviously, if you have a bit, you, you know, one thing is, you know, keeping, keeping that vision out in front of you mm-hmm. is so important, right? It's, it's, it's like we can lose, we can lose uh, sight sometimes of where we want to go. You know, we can get, we can get sidetracked and get, you know, people will pull you off. I said, so, so one of the things like if you're living your life on purpose, like say, Right. If you know what your life purpose is, right, mm-hmm. and you're walking down that road, so one of the one of the indicators is if I have joy in my life, if I have genuine joy in my life, I'm living my life on purpose. I know it. Opportunities, people, resources—they come to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, give me those opportunities. As soon as I feel as though I don't have joy in my life, I know that I'm not living my life. With purpose, yeah. So it's important for me to keep that in front of me. What my life purpose is, 
you know, what my, my what my my passions are, what I love to do, things like that. So I have all the stuff written on little cards, and I have it posted on my wall. I have a vision board in my. <laughs> yeah, you're showing me that earlier, right? With all your so, posters you know, in the back. It's yeah. so it's it's so resilient. So to 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 help you stay, well, I think about resilience. I say focus. To stay focused, staying focused, it helps you to be resilient. To get through anything, any issue, any problem, all that stuff that you you face, mm-hmm. you know you get through that if you stay focused on your vision and your your you know, your goal, which you want to accomplish. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I, I think you know for me, I, there's a little all these little tools that you can develop and you put there. Like you know, I have stuff on my wall, like I said, a vision board. I have little three by five cards, little things I carry with me, and it's all about. You know, and no matter where I go, no matter where I work, I put stuff up on a wall to keep myself reminded of what it is that where my focus is and where I want to go. Sure. Yeah. So that helps you to push through and to be resilient. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Cool. So, what's and then, the next uh, setting expectations then for your employees. Well. So that's that's a good that's a good question. So my expectations for employees. <laughs> One thing is I have to have set I have to set my own expectations for myself first. Okay. All right. So I have to look at what I. So before I set expectations for them, I need to make sure that I have my own expectations set for me. So I'm always thinking about when I when I work with employees. I really want employees, I want to set them up for success because if I can help other people to be successful, I will in turn be successful. So I really look at, have I set up my employees for success? If I give them a job, first of all, you find out, you know, do I have the right person in the right seat? Do I have, you know what I mean? All those things. So I look at the qualities of the person. I want them to be successful. So why would I put that person in the wrong seat? When so I wouldn't do that. I would evaluate the person, their strengths, their weaknesses, all that stuff, and I get to know them, know what they're good at, and put them in the right seat. So for sure. Then say then we together we develop a plan for their future, but it's their plan. So it's not my expectations, is it's their expectations. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's one of the things that, and so then I help them accomplish what they actually want to do. Sure. Yeah. And and so that's what you know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. that's not it's not necessarily listen, I, I need you to meet this deadline by this date, you know, that's my expectation and not help them get to where they want to be. Exactly. Where I want them to be. You know what I mean? But it's got to be a joint effort. Can't be just me telling them what to do. Yeah. You know, I, I it's like, I want to help create an environment that it's like they established what they want. And then I try to help them get yeah, there. Makes, yeah. Makes sense. Very good. They're going to own it then for Very sure. Then yeah. they're going to own it, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and having you on this <laughs> It's program. been good to be here. And, is it true that you're gonna you're gonna meet us on the uh, on the route 
So, so Tommy and I, so Tommy and I were talking about that. We we're thinking about August, what, second, third, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, second, third. It was like right around Syracuse. Okay. Area. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking I'm gonna drive north. I'm gonna drive yeah. north to Syracuse and meet you guys on the road. That would okay. be awesome. Are you gonna put in a few miles with us? I will. I have a. I have a. I probably don't have a bike like you have, but I have a, a hybrid bike. It's probably okay. just. Hybrid is good. That's yeah, good. that's good. As long as you have two wheels on the pavement, that's always good. Do it. Yeah, unless you want to do a unicycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't show off. You know, but I, I was actually hoping that Tommy would drive along the side of the road, and I could just hold on to the hold on. hold on to the mirror. That you know, safety last. You know, that's... Well, definitely, yeah. Well, definitely, I'm gonna definitely join you guys on the trip. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Thank yeah. you. Guys. Hey, you know what? Thank you guys, both of you guys, for doing what you're doing. It's, it's. I know it's a. You know, it's, it's fun. You're having a lot of fun, and it's a good thing. But I know the purpose of. It. I know the reason why you're doing it. Yeah. And that's amazing to help the the students there at Lawndale, right? Yeah. With Lawndale to, yeah. um, and help them accomplish all that they want to accomplish. Yeah. You know, and help the leadership team there to to provide you know the service that they can to their students, which is really really important, I think. So, I mean, I've heard I think last year when I listened to some of the I heard some of the statistics as far as the graduation rates, the the the, the uh, completion in college, you know, and all that stuff. I think that's awesome and amazing, and uh, you know, the more we do that, the better it's going to be. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Good. Thanks, thanks, guys, and keep up the great work. Yeah, thank All you. Right. We will. We look forward. I look forward to meeting uh, you personally. Yeah. And incidentally, I've, I've always wanted to learn how to weld. <laughs> I'm serious. Specifically, spot weld. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Laying a bead would be great. You know. I would love to learn how to do that. <laughs> I don't have enough things to lose focus on. So that. <laughs> you know, some of those things you just got to delegate. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Make sure to delegate well then. Okay. Very oh, good. Man. Thanks again, Mark. All right. See you guys. Good. Yeah. Good Thanks. Bye. Good night. Talk to you later. You too. We'll see you. Bye. All right. Bye.